Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. Thursday morning at 57 degrees in the capital city as we wake up this June 9th, 2022. How's everybody doing? Glad to have you back with us. Caleb Henry, back from the weird midday, de- midweek day off, is now here for a little short two-day week. Hello. Ready to go. Uh, so the team is uh, the team is back together. we got a good show for you today. Uh, I have declared it the uh, final episode today of Season 2 of Generation Collaboration. Season finale. Season finale of Generation Collaboration. Uh, so one last shot, but... What do I have to do to lose? <sighs> have have someone other than your, you know, one person What do I have in? to have, like, eight people call in and all lose? Well, I, I've got an idea to maybe spur some new interest in Generation Collaboration. Okay. The boomers only have to answer one. The Gen X have to answer three. <laughs> no, it wasn't participation trophies. Oh, no, on. it was the 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 thing that we're going to do is because we've got a pile, uh, a pile of salt dogs tickets to give away. Okay, like a lot <laughs> yeah, to do. the point where we don't need to be like super selective about who gets them. And so I I am going to declare that today for the season finale, it's a season finale special at seven ten. Anyone who plays will win. Will win the tickets. Okay, whether so, you whether you get the questions right or not. So you, what you got the deal is you got to get in on the line. Yeah, you just got to get in on the line. You got to be called four, five, six, seven. You know, whatever. That's it. You got to get in on it, and we'll give you the tickets. And then we'd like you to play, but for playing is simply for for bragging rights and and finishing out the season and 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 all of that. But if you play, you will you will win. So. Maybe a little new blood. Maybe we'll uh, get some people, some millennials calling that make things interesting here. I mean, I'd be fine if millennials all called. Um, just <laughs> because I'm at five and zero. Oh, if we get four, st- or uh, at he, you're at five and oh. I'm at six and four. But you get four straight losses, then you win. Things get really interesting. All of a sudden, are you saying there's a path to a championship? There is. No, there's absolutely a mathematical path that path there still for for Gen X. Then you're going to have to drop it from five questions because we aren't going to have time. Uh, we're going to ask them fast. We've gotten in four or five. Yeah, maybe they, they've gone. We've gone quick with. Okay, them. so all of you uh, millennials, particularly those of you who are losers, not smart, those sorts of things, would love for you to call in. <laughs> We'd love for you to call in and meet us. And meet us maybe if you want to use your tickets uh, that you get on that. We've got uh, KLIN Salt Dogs Night on Saturday at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. If you want to go hang out at the old ballpark and have some peanuts and Cracker Jack with us. Many are calling it Millennial Championship Night. Uh, Caleb will be throwing out the first pitch. And uh, keep up that millennial night thing. I'm going to throw up, not throw out. <laughs> oh, you want to throw the first pitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's uh, Caleb keeps keep being like, what kind of what pitch should I throw? And I'm like slider, if, knuckleball. You, if you keep winning, I may pitch the first fit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think we're past that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, join us there. And if you uh, if you want to go, uh, you play. If you can't go, then Saturday night. I think you can use these tickets whenever you want. But why would you not use them Saturday night? Right? Weather looks good. Uh, before the heat wave kind of gets started, and uh, we'll be out there, and, and should be a nice night in the ballpark on a uh, Saturday night. And if you want, maybe you can. I'm sure still get tickets too. You could go to the game, and you could walk across the bridge, and you can go see New Kids on the Block, En Vogue, Salt and Peppa, and Rick Astley 
at Pinnacle Bank Arena. They're bringing the late 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. back to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, maybe we're going to have some of some of that on Request Line Friday in honor of that. I would go I would go to that show. It's just I don't know if I can find anybody else in my my family who who particularly wants to. I just just kind of for the novelty of it. And there's a few songs that you, you I mean to hear Rick Astley like do the Rick Roll live. That's something that you an opportunity that you don't get that often. Right? Never gonna give you hope. Just, and, and wait, was that Michael McDonald or Rick Astley? I just did. I'm not sure. One of the, one of the other performers is is out there and all said, "By God, that's <laughs> Rick Astley's music." I don't know. It's a bit. It's it's too bad we couldn't get him in here for an interview. Maybe to have him. That'd be great to get NKOTB or uh, Salt and Peppa in here for Request Line Friday Live. Push. That'd be good. See, there's gonna be a lot of. I'm not ruling out that I'm going to that thing. Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got that. We've got uh, Grow Lincoln today. We've uh, got Greg Sharp today as well. Countdown, your five things you're going to be talking about today. Brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. So we are uh, we are set to go on a Thursday morning. Mark, what is on your news radar on this Thursday? Well, we had a great interview. Uh, Doug Fitzgerald uh, in for Commander Jack last night on Drive Time Lincoln with Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Gausman. Uh, he's finishing up in Sioux City as superintendent. Takes over July first here in uh, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch that podcast. We've, we'll have cuts from him here during the newscast. So, okay, yeah, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't. I haven't had a chance to sit down with him yet. So, kudos to uh, to Doug for getting him on last night, and uh, somebody that's going to be a real. You know, a real fixture here in town here for the coming weeks and months and, and hopefully years. Well, you know, we're we're talking about educational issues a lot. Yeah, you know, so we had, much, the, yeah. we had this, the state board uh, last year with the health education standards. We've got a lot of stuff, and we've got an election for coming up that will include, I believe, uh, one or two uh, board of education members, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, you've got the school safety issues and, right. and all of that. So all questions about curriculum and uh, right. yep, all and, and the, the the language issue in the LPS schools over a hundred different languages. And I mean, you 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 deal with those in the education system, and that makes a, a it's a real challenge. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and so he's uh, he's been in a, a district up there in uh, Sioux City that. Uh, has dealt with a lot of language issues as well, but probably not as extensive as they are here. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, so check that out on the podcast. And by the way, I'm also going to have, let's see, I think it's, so, so Steve Joel goes through this month still, right. technically on the job. The transition doesn't happen until the beginning of July. I'm going to have Steve Joel on my podcast uh, at the end of the month for like kind of an extended conversation about a whole lot of things. And he's out the door, which might, might, might be pretty in- interesting but uh, yeah, to hear and, that because he's also going to they do some consulting mm-hmm. for for schools, yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to to hear what he has to say. And of course, you got another podcast that drops this morning. This morning, yes, uh, this morning we uh, you get a chance to hear my uh, interview. I just taped it last night with Malachi Coleman, uh, the uh, newly newly minted top one hundred football recruit. Um, is going to be a senior at Lincoln East, but way more than that too. Um, um, got quite a quite a life story. He is uh, an Im- impressive, impressive kid. I well, hear you had a, 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 a co-host too. Yeah, I my 
my son uh, Johnny, who's been Malachi's basketball teammate uh, for for a lot of years, and we've we've known him, you know, and and his parents have been big listeners to the show, and he and his sister have been big listeners to the show, which he says in the podcast. He he's sitting there, he's sitting there talking to me and and my son in our basement, and he's like, yeah, sometimes at night when when I don't have something to do, uh, I'll I'll flip on the uh, the podcast of the show the the replay of the show and johnny is like sitting there he's like i don't even do that <laughs> oh wow i was like he knows i was like he knows more about malachi knows more about this show and our bits and everything than than my own son does which is absolutely true uh but no in i mean amazing on the field but take a listen i mean boy he is he is smart, funny, though really technical with the way. Whether you're into college sports, high school sports, football, track, whatever, I think you're really, uh, high school sports, you're really going to enjoy this podcast and getting to know, because you're going to hear his name a whole lot. I did make my pitch, Caleb, for him to make his uh, announcement on the show here in December. On KLIN uh, Husker on K- I'm trying to... Or LNK today. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I tried to do it. And then Johnny said like something like, uh, but if it's Iowa, they're just going to shut off the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm, it's not going to be Iowa. It's not, it's, I can, that I'm fairly confident of of saying. So and that's, that's uh, at 9 this morning. 9 o'clock, that'll come out. And, and you can check out all the other ones, too. We did Ed Polachek last week. I mean, I, most of my interviews with Ed Polachek here, I only have time to ask one or two questions, and so if, if the, put if him on idea. for the whole hour. Um, go so back. Uh, you got four questions? <laughs> and another one you might like, I did uh, did one with Becky Parrott of, of Runza. She's the head of marketing for Runza National, and uh, I mean, we just essentially t- talked like fast food marketing for, for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't to- like my fast food. Though. She likes uh, it's uh, quick serve, quick something i don't know it's some sort of did you did you get her to admit that they need a breakfast oh we i brought it up mark okay. i brought it i i i i pitched an idea to her about a limited you know kind of a limited run for it so we'll see i'm you know if it happens i'm not going to take credit for it i'll let you guys decide who deserves all the credit but no. disappointed uh, you didn't call it a limited run so <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be that'd be really good. That'd be fascinating. So yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, other things that we've going on. I, we're going to get to this further in the morning drive. But did you guys see this uh, this story out of Geneva about the police chief there is like garnering the attention of the state auditor right now? Oh yeah, the gift cards and and yeah, things so the, like that. A, the state auditor put out a report um, saying that. They're, they've been looking at the relief, uh, receipts, uh, it's actually Oakland, uh, Oakland, Nebraska, uh, chief, what did I say? Geneva, Oakland, Nebraska. Um, and the report says th- the idea was that he was going to buy gift cards for shields so officers could buy ammunition more easily if they were, if they were in Omaha. You know, it's, I don't know what, like an hour or so, uh, Oakland is. So he wanted people to be able to, or uh, supposedly one is uh, officers to be able to pick up bullets for the job but the the auditors were able to go through and find what of the uh what was actually purchased with the gift cards and among them a glass basketball backboard a wakeboard um ice fishing shelter an auger <laughs> and all of these things as well 
and uh, it looks like a, a shopping spree at Shields over a period of time that was a whole, for a whole lot more than uh, than ammunition. So uh, that was kind of an interesting deal as well. A wakeboard, huh? Hmm. Nice. That's where we got to get that canal built. Yep. And then uh, you know a, a, a wave hey. a wave uh, creator <laughs> in the canal. <laughs> That'd be good. The the yeah on Monday we did that show and what what would you like to see in Lincoln like the thing that that isn't here and the outdoor lazy river canal that goes throughout the entire city. Well, uh, I, I said that's what that's what Carney has. And they yeah. turned it into some whitewater rafting. You make it a lazy whitewater kayaking. I mean, I'm that. sure there's all kinds of liability issues, but during the during the summer it's a lazy river. During the winter it's what like a speed skating <laughs> course. I don't know, just a just a thought there. So, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got all that going on. Uh, but tonight is the big uh, January sixth hearing. Everybody inviting all their rowdy friends over, popping the popcorn, and ready to watch some congressional hearings tonight. No, no, no? Fox isn't even showing it, right? Just excerpts from it as just as... what they want you to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, you know I I'm old enough to remember the Watergate hearings, and those those were actual uh, hearings that that said something. This is going to be more theater than hearing. Oh, okay. In my opinion, it, I think I will watch it, and then I'll I'll figure out what I think afterwards. You don't have to. We'll I just told you what's no, going. What it's going to be? I'm, I'm, oh, you oh, okay. Going to be more spoiler th- alert. More theater. I mean, they they hired uh, former president of ABC News to help produce it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, done in a way. I mean, uh, listen, there there are two different questions there. Was it, is it being presented and packaged in a way? I mean, you put it at prime time. It's a made for TV thing. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Although, you know, I think that is a separate question as to whether or not the things that, you know, if they, that come out of it or the reveal are, you know, concerning for future elections and, and those sorts yeah, of they, things. They, I think they, that's can, a they can do that during the day. Too. I mean, why, why this? Sure. Yeah, sure. They could. Uh, I mean, because they wanted to move the needle. I mean, I, I well, they want to get, yeah, they, they want people when, the, with this kind of slow drip of information that's come out from them, that gets the attention of some people, but not everybody, right? Not a lot of people. And this is how you get the coverage that is believed to, is i mean they believe is going to be more impactful i mean yeah it's it's not a, it, like difficult calculus really but, but you know the 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 political realities of this type of thing are, are just becoming more and more uh, obvious i mean look at the justice department for example during the trump administration especially the last year the the leaks out of the justice department were, were just i mean a, a bevy of uh, plumbers couldn't have stopped those leaks mm. now you can't get anything out of them on things like Jeffrey Epstein, Jislaine mm-hmm. Maxwell's book, uh, yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop. I, I mean, it's it, they've just clammed up. Yeah, well, good times. National politics. Oh, I'm and glad I brought that up. Yeah, thanks. So happy to be back. Got me. <laughs> Speaking of what chaps my hide. Anyway, uh, by the way, we do have a little, a slight chance of severe weather later today into the evening but m- biggest chance to be in the central part of the state okay all right it, what 80s so we got two more days before yeah. two more days before the heat wave starts looks like it uh, in yeah. earnest gets started on saturday yeah. and then we got i've got two days on my forecast right now mondays uh it was showing 99 now it's showing 97 and then saturday the 18th we got at a uh, 100 even 100 yeah. right now well monday appears to be the hottest day for the this 10-day period um 
could get in the upper 90s, but the heat index going to be well into the mid 100s. Oh, boy. 105. So 150? Mid 100s? The mid 10s or less. 105. Thoughts. So, you know, something. By the way, we need to say a a goodbye and farewell. You won't be hearing uh, Brittany anymore on the weathercasts. She's moved on to a job in Kansas. She has, but you will still hear her on our promos. That's good. That's good. And here's our our, uh, our ag question of the day. Oh, please. Ooh. Yep. What animal knows how to drive the best? I, I don't know. Uh, the cattle. A steer. <laughs> I was More thinking specific. cattle drive, yeah, but you were steer. You're on good. the right path. All right, 625, we'll take a break. Caleb got Caleb. Got sports next. He's Three already quarters. trying to get points. <laughs> it's uh, 1,400. I can only ever afford one quarter. 99.3 KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. 638 K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Generation Collaboration season finale coming up at 710. Gen X looking for a Hail Mary. Boomers looking to uh, maybe get up to closer to 500. Millennials maybe having a huge crash and falling apart here at the end. We'll see. We've uh, got like 40 tickets to okay, sell. So the good news is anyone who plays, win or lose, wins. Uh, is it four? Four pack? We're doing four it's packs, a four I would pack, hope. Yeah. Four pack of vouchers for Salt Dogs game this year. We recommend, you're not required, but we recommend you use them Saturday night for KLIN night mm-hmm, at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Caleb and I will be uh, out there. Caleb will be, throwing the, Caleb will be throwing the first pitch. We'd love to come say hi, uh, enjoy some peanuts and Cracker Jack together or a beverage and... Uh, yeah, have a good time out there Saturday night. Weather looks like it'll be good for that. So love to see you out there. But anybody who plays a game, if you get in, uh, we're, we're going to give you those tickets. We want as many people to play the finale. So we're going to take Generation Collaboration off for uh, for a little while. Maybe we'll bring it back for the fall uh, and try and kind of reset things, get going again with Generation mm-hmm. Collaboration. It's been a while. People are saying, a lot of people are saying they're missing English or Irish. Uh, they're saying, what happened to that game? Everyone loved it. And I'm saying, well, we're in this generation collaboration season right now, um, and you know, other. I feel like that survey you apparently conducted was not scientific. Very, at all. very sad. Uh, and you know, bring back current event quiz and what are we thinking of? And it's been a while since we played lie detector. Uh, all of these fun games that just uh, have have taken some time off. Uh, and then one more heads up for tomorrow. Keep getting texts in. Uh, we got to find. We've got to get a, a a way to get this. We needed some sort of a bat signal or something to tell people what request line Friday is. We're, what, like a like a landing page on KLIN. That'd be good. Um, but today is going to be or tomorrow is going to be just. It's another general. I know we did general last week, but we've got some topics coming up for the rest of the year or the rest of the summer, and so we want to keep it open with some some general ones. We had really good response to the general, and plus. You get a different kind of weird variety with general that I think is sort of emblematic of what yeah. the uh, what the segment is. So general tomorrow, whatever, whatever you want to hear, whatever it means to you. But uh, text in the songs you want to hear tomorrow to the Rickstein Recognition text line, and we'll spin them tomorrow morning. Good, a and good then I, I know Friday. we've got, we've got a theme next week. So yes, we have. We're gonna well, and I'll say a week from Friday. That's that's Father's Day weekend. We did we did the songs that remind you or make you think of mom. We're gonna do the the same with dad. 
uh, for next mm-hmm. Friday. So mm-hmm. that'll be uh, that'll be a fun one. That'll be an interesting one too. I think. Look forward to that. Uh, hey, keys to the city password today. You need this password to get on the website and get yourself registered for the daily gift certificate and that grand prize of basically all the gift certificates in Lincoln. <laughs> uh, the keyword today is. Edgewood. Now, the business is Arnie's Pet Food Store. Edgewood is the keyword. E-D-G-E-W-O-O-D. What's Arnie's Pet Store? Well, at Arnie's Pet Food Store, they care as much about your pets as they do their own. That's why you'll find pet foods, treats, chews, pet health care products are all natural, produced with the highest quality ingredients and made in the USA. Check out their selection of natural, pesticide-free, flea and tick control products with a large variety of pet dental items. When it comes to your pet, Annie's is your one-stop shop. So keep listening for the Daily Keys to the City keywords. You can also go in person to Arnie's or any of the other businesses, get an extra registration there for the drawing, and you get more chances to win. Find all the details about Keys to the City and all the businesses uh, that you can win gift certificates to uh, or visit at klin.com. So I'm brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. The pressure's back on at home to get a dog, Caleb. Good. Um. Good. I know. I already it's starting know what to, side I'm on. It's starting to feel a little inevitable right now. Yeah. Because we now have a clear supermajority uh, in the yes faction. Oh, you do. I thought it was two to two. I did too. Did how did you lose your one? I don't know what happened, comrade. but yeah, I don't. I don't know if there was some kind of backroom deal, some sort of quid pro quo that happened that I wasn't aware of. But you never know what happens you know in the well the, what, the horse trading of uh in in family politics i think what you do have is you have an older child who's going to be going off to college yeah it, and wants wants little sister to be taken he, care of when he's gone well i think that's part of it but i think he also realizes he gets going to have a lot of the uh, the short term of the benefit of it of being there and then not the long-term commitment situation he gets puppy, and every and time he comes home yeah it's like having a grandkid in some ways, <laughs> right? All of the all of the fun of being around a little kid, uh, you know, not as much as the hard stuff. So, yeah, I think I don't know. It's uh whew. and I'm still trying to clear, clearly clearly identify my positions. I'm not a dog hater, but I just know there are some there's some things that go along. Maybe I'll bring you in as a, a guest speaker for as a family. You know, just to talk about some. I'm of the, going to be preaching to the choir. Okay, you're, for your fi- you're fired. I don't want you. Well, shortest job ever. <laughs> what were your top twenty five moments? Um, <laughs> I will take my pension. <laughs> all right, uh, we better get into the sound off, shouldn't we? Uh, all right, let's um, let's start today. Uh, the House passed a gun reform bill that'll go to the Senate now and probably not get anywhere, but. Uh, let's find out a little bit more about that. House lawmakers heard horror stories Wednesday about the mass shooting at a school in Uvalde, Texas, from a doctor who rushed to the scene, from parents as well as a fourth grade survivor. Soon after, they passed the Protecting Our Kids Act. It would raise the age limit for semi-automatic rifle purchases and limit the capacity of ammunition magazines. The bill passed mostly on party lines as Democrats like Congressman Jerry Nadler argued. Americans are watching. They are begging us to protect them and their loved ones from gun violence. Republican Jim Jordan pushed back. What this bill does is take away Second Amendment rights, God-given rights. The measure has little chance of passing in the Senate. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. Man, some of that testimony, though, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to hear it. They brought in uh, the the girl. The, who, that little girl. That little girl who oh. basically played dead, mm-hmm. um, made 911 phone calls on the teacher's phone in the room. Um, man, 
it, and then that pediatrician, um, you know, it was, it was terrible. I mean, just terrible, horrendous, but you know, you kind of get a, you get an idea of what <laughs> these people are going through, um, with this whole thing. But yeah, it was, it was some really heart wrenching testimony yesterday in front of the house. Um, Okay, so they they caught someone outside of Justice Kavanaugh's house. Heard this on uh, yesterday, obviously, mm-hmm. but there was an update on on Fox um, of the this person who was at Kavanaugh's house who basically said that he was going to to kill him and and take his own life as well, and that's ratcheted up the rhetoric in terms of what's needed for protection for Supreme Court justices. Pro-choice activists swarming outside Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home last night, just hours after a man was charged with attempting to murder Kavanaugh. Protesters from the far-left activist group Ruth sent us chanting slogans and banging drums, playing out at the homes of conservative-leaning justices since the leak of the draft opinion that would roll back abortion access. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says threats like the one against Kavanaugh will persist, especially as Democrats Democrats and the Biden administration turn a blind eye. A criminal complaint reveals 26-year-old Nicholas Roski called 911 to report himself, then admitted to a murder-suicide plot to, quote, give his life purpose. Wow. He called 911 on himself. My goodness. Um, yeah. And, and the thing for me, whenever you've got people who are, there's a political, whatever they 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 uh, political decision they don't like and it's you know they yell them out of a restaurant or or do that sort of a thing all i mean it's the most in my opinion it's the most ineffective strategy i mean obviously it's uh, it's criminal if you're if you're doing something that's illegal and mm-hmm. and i'm glad that that uh, the the person came to his senses i guess with that whole thing but even just the gathering outside the house and the yelling like the people who you do that to on on other sides i mean they essentially kind of become martyrs on on this whole thing it feels like it's a great way to to make somebody that in the end you're you're protesting against you're protesting against their position it's a great way to make them more uh more likable essentially in this whole thing it's just uh, people uh, just f- annoying strategies um with this whole thing but yeah it's um this is a scary situation now not lost on a lot of people is the fact that you're talking about this and people are saying we need direct action to protect the the s- supreme court justices like this with the mm-hmm. school discussion going right. on beside it as well and talking about the swiftness just you know it's hard not to overlay those right. two on they, each they, other. they become very similar and then you hear one argument for what's going on with the schools right. and then you you have the same people not using that same argument when it comes to the justices. You, right. When talking with the justices, it's not, well, we need to make sure that the justices are armed, or there needs to be veterans outside of their homes, right. or they need to make sure their doors are locked. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, hey, ga- gas price uh, news. Okay. Uh, is it fine? There- is it good? N- well... I can find a silver lining. Okay. National average didn't hit $5 today. Yet. 
It didn't today. Another record-setting price for gasoline now on the verge of $5 a gallon for the first time in American history. The price of regular unleaded gas now $4.97. In California, the average price is $6.40 a gallon, according to AAA. The price of gas has now more than doubled since President Biden took office. It's actually been going up since he was elected in 2020. The high price of gas and household goods, the reason twice as many Americans think inflation is the most urgent issue facing the country right now, according to this new poll. 34% say it's the top issue. It's inflation. 17% say gun violence. I uh, I was at the uh, the hardware store, as I'm frequently doing on the weekends last weekend, and they had put out, I don't know if this is because of gas prices or what, but maybe they always have this out, but they had the old-timey, like, manual with blades and wheels lawnmower out there. Like, no no oh. gas, no electric. Like, just, it rolls the blades over. And I was really curious. I was like, I wonder how those things work. Like, how much of a, how much harder would that be to use? Just out of, just kind of as a mowing connoisseur. I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking to dick, ditch my gas mower because I use um, a gallon every time and a half that I mow, but... <laughs> But nonetheless, I've never, I don't, has anybody ever used one of those? I'm curious. Do they, like, you don't see people using them, so they must not be that great. But I was just thinking lighter. Can you do it faster? Don't have problems with starting it up. I was just curious about that. All right. What else do we have going on? Uh, oh, yeah. How, how many times a day do you get that phone call? If you have an iPhone, I know it does this, where it says scam likely. All the time. I bet, I bet I get. I don't. I don't think this is exaggeration. I would say four to five a day. Easy, yeah. Probably, easy. probably at this point. Well, part of the reason it's gotten a little bit easier is because of a decision that the Supreme Court made, and now states are trying to catch up to the new definitions that have been set. Following a U.S. Supreme Court ruling last year that was seen to be favorable to the telemarketing industry in narrowing the definition of an automated dialing system, several states are amending laws like Washington State and New York to expand the scope of what constitutes a telephone solicitation and requiring callers to identify themselves, the company, and the purpose of the call immediately. Last month, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed into law a measure that prohibits the use of automated sales calls without prior written consent, patterned after Florida's law that allows private right of action in hundreds of class action suits that followed. Jeff Manasso, Fox Clamp News. down. Let's yes. go. I feel like we can hold bipartisan hands That's on this issue. Thinking. Let's find those issues that unite us. Those are, the, those are annoying. Who's against this? Yeah. Who? Well, the companies. Well. Companies that use this. But, but, but politically, right. who is against this? I, don't know. I guess it's a restriction on business. So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell what conservative or liberal means anymore these days. But but the one thing, the one battle, the one uh, kind of tool that I do have in my chest on this thing is I can rule about half of them out because half of them come from random towns in Nebraska that I know nobody's calling me from. <laughs> oh, hey, it's someone from Imperial, right? You've never taken a call it's from someone, Alma. It's it's yeah, Alma. Yes, I mean, pick your pick your favorite random Nebraska town that these things always seem to emanate from. That covers about half of them, and then there's ones from other states. But I, I usually can tell if it's a, a certain subset of cities that it's definitely a. <laughs> 
The thing is, there are enough central Nebraska towns that show up that I'm like, yeah, for you, maybe. it's a little harder. I know nobody likes me outside Lincoln, so nobody's going to be calling me. So very yeah. accurate assessment. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's see. We've got one or two more here. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, you fairly recently uh, named a baby, but mm-hmm. you didn't have this opportunity. Uh, if if you guys ever have another one, you'll have this. I think really good opportunity for a little help with naming your baby from one of uh, one of the world's most beloved companies. New parents-to-be decorating the baby's room can also pick up something else from Ikea. The name for little Schusig, Malm, or Kivik. Now that the Swedish retailer's Norway branch has built a name bank with more than 800 listings available on its website with names drawn from the ones Ikea has given to its furniture in place of product numbers, traditional people's names, but also Swedish towns, lakes, and other geographical features. This new development apparently filling a need back in 2018 an article touted the furniture catalog as one of the strangest popular new baby name sources trending. Lillian Wu, Fox News. But why? <laughs> like, are they going to pay me for that? Uh, so, uh, so we've got, I mean, I've got it pulled up now. The name bank. Balder, Bambi, B, Beta, Belinda, Binked, Benita. Cato, Caesar. All right, that's enough. <laughs> They're not as weird as I thought they would be. Dan is on here. Okay, I'm not going to Ikea name bank to name my kid Dan. Well, got this name at Ikea. Listen Ooh, to this wildly. Is it exotic? Dan. <laughs> what, what is that, Scandinavian? That's amazing. <laughs> 6.54, we'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, it's time to talk pets with uh, Matt. Maybe one for you to adopt. I know my family is talking about it right now, so I better be listening closely. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about you? Good. Uh, tell me about the pet you're featuring this week. So first off, we have Husker. And Husker is an approximately three-year-old Siberian Husky neutered male. And true to his name, he's red and white in color. Ooh. And he weighs about 61 pounds, and he was surrendered to us by his previous family. They just weren't able to take care of him anymore, but uh, we were told he's lived with other dogs before, so he might do well in a home with other dogs as long as, you know, you do proper introductions and all that good stuff. But he's looking for a home where he can get plenty of playtime, lots of walks, lots of runs. So if you're looking for a running partner, he'd probably be a great uh, candidate. Yeah, those those Huskies like getting out a lot, don't they? Yeah. Especially no. in the winter. So you're going to have to still go out and go for those walks when it's, you know, 15 degrees outside. Keep that in mind. Love that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what else we have? So we have Rico. So Rico's an approximately two-year-old domestic short hair. He's a brown-black tab, and he weighs about 12 pounds. He actually came in as a lost cat and wasn't claimed, but... When he came in, he was actually injured, and we did x-rays on him, and it showed he had a broken pelvis. Oh. And so uh, we assume he was hit by a car. Don't know that for sure, but he spent the last six weeks in one of our foster homes where he could heal, and x-rays earlier this week showed that he's all healed up, and so now he's ready for a new home. Very good. Tell us about how people can make adoptions. So Pylock Pet Adoption Center out at 70th and Highway 2, or as it will future be known as nebraska parkway but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right but, uh, we're open today 11 30 to 7 tomorrow 11 30 to 7 and saturday and sunday 12 to 5 so if you're interested in adopting just come on out very good awesome thank you matt i appreciate it we'll talk to you later have a good one there you go this is matt, matt charles from the captain made society all right 
Coming up, season finale of Generation Collaboration. Can the Millennials walk off into the sunset? Could there be an amazing comeback? I don't know, but we're giving everybody baseball tickets. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Caleb is already setting our callers up with the ticket. This is a new new thing where we're giving people the prize before they compete. But uh, look, we got so many Salt Dogs tickets. We want to get people out there for KLIN night or wherever they can get out there. And we want... You all to have your chance at a last shot at Generation Collaboration as Season 2 winds down. And just an update on the standings. Boomers did get two wins, but they stand at 2 at 6. Gen, Gen X, uh, Boomers are Mark's team. My team, 6 and 4 with the uh, a winning percentage in the most games played. Caleb's Millennials, 5 and 0. Oh here at this point. So whatever, uh, or if you're a Gen Z and you want to take a shot at it, you can do that. Too, but let's see what we've got today. We're going to get as many games as we can in. And I don't know. We could have a miracle here. We could have a miracle, but I'm going to have to roll off some wins for that to happen, and Caleb's going to have to roll off a lot of losses. Uh, all right. Uh, so start, you're counting the boomers out. Starting, yeah, you're going to need to, that would probably, time constraints would stop it, but we'll see. Uh, Jim goes first today. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Good. You? Good. What generation are you playing with? You and me, Jack. All right. Let's go. Here Great. comes the comeback. Craig T. Nelson stars as the title character of what series revolving around a fictional college football team? Coach. 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 Yep. Uh, in his 1981 hit, whose girl was Rick Spring- Springfield after? Jesse's. Is that your final? Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Number three, this, ca- <laughs> this character is known as the main hero of the Masters of the Universe franchise. He-Man. <laughs> yeah. Talk about baby stuff here. <laughs> Number four, in 19... Oh, man. Come on. In 1990, Iraq sent about 100,000 soldiers to invade this country. <laughs> Kuwait. Kuwait. Yep. yep. And number five, watch your head. This classic action toy features two mechanical boxers battling it out. Oh, what are those things called? That was a little bit... You know what? Is it, is it, is it Rock'em Sock'em? Yes, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jim, do you care which, uh, where do you want to go? We got to pick I, another generation. No, you, I don't, you pick, doesn't matter. Baby question, millennials. Millennials, okay. <laughs> Who won the first season of American Idol? Uh, uh Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. Oh, Kelly Clarkson, that's a win for Gen X! Jim! There you go. You might have started the comeback that will be talked about for years here in Lincoln. Congratulations, and, uh, enjoy the baseball Thank game, you. all right? Yep, right, have very a good, good one. Good yep. luck, Jack. All right, all right. That opens the line for you, 402-479-1400. I'm going to move fast here. This thing might be still in play. Uh, good morning, Lewis. How are you? Good, good morning. Okay. All right, who are you playing with? I'm Mark. All right, you're with Mark. All right. There was a lot of confidence there. First question. <laughs> a lot of confidence here, too. <laughs> Which actor stars in 1968's The Thomas Crown Affair? Never heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of it. Lewis? Oh. Thomas Crown Affair? I saw the remake. I saw the remake of it. I know that one. The Thomas Crown Affair. How, how about Pierce Brosnan? I think he might he might have been in the remake, but no, it's not. Sorry, Sorry Lewis. Lewis. 402-479-1400. <laughs> 
Uh, who was it, by the way, Caleb? Oh, Caleb's writing your loss on the whiteboard right now. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Good thing I can't see that. We're I giving can walk wipe that smirk off his face. I'm, it, it was Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Hey, we're we're giving up uh, baseball tickets to anybody who plays. So if you want to just get the baseball tickets, uh, you just you just need to play. But that's just for bragging rights here. I need Gen, Gen X. Come on, we're seven and four. Let's get what. Let's do one of these. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Caleb, did you tell millennials not to call so you could preserve your lead? Um, we're looking at this like there's just too much it, rain in the forecast. Oh wow! Oh, oh. <laughs> the millennials are pulling a Purdue. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> I thought of that as soon as I said that, and I'm very glad you went there. Four zero two four seven nine. How much time is he laying on the field out in there? What's that? How, how much is he laying in the field out oh, there? Jeez. Uh, all right. Well, okay. We got a caller. We got a caller now here. 402-479-1400. Again, you, we're going to give you the baseball tickets. A four-pack to Salt Dogs game of home Salt Dogs game of your choice. Uh, we will be having Kayla night out there on Saturday. Kayla will be throwing out the first pitch. Uh, come hang out with us if you would You would like to or find another one during the season that works for you. Uh, but, yeah, other than then you're just playing for the bragging rights. You're playing for the standings. Boomer's now at 2-7. and seven, Gen X at 7-4. and four, Millennials 5-0. and oh, And Caleb is getting our next caller right now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see which team this caller is playing for. All right, 402-479-1400. All right, um, Caleb, we've got Matt. Matt. All right, cool. We'll put these other ones on hold. All right, Matt, who are you playing with? Uh, Caleb. Okay. Matt. Ooh, Matt is playing with Caleb. We'll get ready for some super easy questions. All right. Uh, these large, sometimes elaborate hair ties were popular in the 90s. These large. Oh, are those scrunchies? Yeah, you would know with your man bun, yeah. no hair products. I had a buzz cut at the time, thank sure, you very Caleb. much. You weren't born with that? In the 2000s, cable TV providers started to offer this feature, which helped usher in the streaming era. Evo? Was, was that like on-demand? Like on-demand streaming? Is that t- t- like a TiVo? I would say I've got two answers. I need to have one answer. Well, t- TiVo is on-demand on stuff. Right. Well, it's recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want what? DVR, DVR uh, capability. I'll just give it to him. What? Uh, what's your What's your answer, Caleb? What? DVR capability. All right. The answer is on demand TV. Mark, do we give that to them? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You guys are the worst. All right. Classically trained as a pianist. Uh, classically trained as a pianist. What R and B artist composed the music for the 2011 Broadway play Stick Fly? Oh gosh. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Okay. Classically trained as a pianist. What R and B artist composed the music for the 2011 Broadway play Stick Fly? You guys haven't seen Stick Fly? No. <laughs> I haven't either. I have no idea what it is. No. Broadway and and Matt don't. Uh, <laughs> we just don't run in the same circles. What is it? Usher. Is that your guess? I don't know. You got to guess uh, something. Don't. Uh, yes. No. No. It's someone who starred in an SNL skit with Andy Samberg that Caleb and I watch almost every week. Oh, Alicia Keys. <laughs> Alicia Keys. That is L number one for the millennials. Okay, it is 718. Okay. Millennials are 5 and 1. Gen X is 7 and 4. I don't, I, I don't know if I can do the percentages to figure this out, but I think it's mathematically possible. If we just move in the next five minutes, Gen Xers, so, I, I, you get, I, I detect he's kind of you know going slow on the phones. Well, he's 
he's doing he's doing some good work because he's getting all the information from oh. the callers for the baseball baseball games that we can send them to beforehand. Um, but he doesn't need their social security numbers. I mean, that's just over the line. That's over the yeah. top. That's just stalling their, at this point. Their jersey size, yeah, health, size, health insurance number, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, next playing for us is Jim. All right, Jim is next. Uh, all right, Jim, who are you playing with? The baby boomers. Oh, the boomers. All right. Oh, man. All right. Uh, number one, which auto manufacturer released a GTO in 1984? Pontiac. <laughs> Pontiac. There you go. Vince Edwards plays the title character of what medical drama? Vince, Ed- Vince Edwards plays the title character of what medical drama? Oh, uh, it wasn't Marcus Welby. It was uh, Ben Casey. My mom loved that show. Ben Casey, that's correct. Which actress stars in Norma Ray? Norma Ray. <laughs> was that a movie or was that a Broadway? I, I, all I have is which actress is Norma Ray. It, pro- it might have been the prequel to the Alicia Keys musical. Sally Fields. I'll just take a wild guess. Okay, that's a, your wild guess is correct, which is odd. But yes, it's Sally well, Fields. She was in a lot of those things. All right. Doo-wop singles Only You and The Great Pretender were performed by what vocal group? Yes, we're The Great Pretenders. Uh, only you. Doo-wop group. It's not the Named right. after dishes. Dish. The platters. Yeah, the platters. These colorful plastic creatures were a once popular uh, front yard decoration. Pink flamingos. Yes, pink flamingos. All right. You want uh, a Gen X for your uh, for your yeah. extra point? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, Gen X. All right. What does the 64 signify in the name of the popular computer Commodore 64 PC? Oh, I don't even know uh, that. Commodore 64. The RAM. Yeah. That is correct. Okay, that's a W for the Boomers. Justin, Justin. All right, good job, Jim. You already got your prize, so there you go. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Who's who's next? One or three? Three. Oh, God, that's another. The X's are supposed to be playing, and that Paul's calling in and jamming things up for me right now. <laughs> Hi, Paul. That's the only reason I'm calling in. <laughs> wow. Plan to play spoiler. Oh, wow. Alert. <laughs> All right. If you want to spoil it, play with the exit. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, okay. Here we go. Caleb, you have the questions, though, now for this. Uh, now that you're yes, off. Yes, I phone. do. All right. You just read that one. <laughs> read it again. Yeah, that's the one you already used. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Which actor stars in 1968's The Thomas Crown Affair? That's Steve McQueen. That yes. is right. But I already knew it. <laughs> Which glamorous girl group sang the hits Baby Love, Where Did Our Love Go, oh, and geez. Come See About Me? Supremes. What musical award show started in 1958? Music award show? It'll help, Mark. Is that going to be the uh, Grammys? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. That is correct. Grammys. Yeah. His second album was called Sweet Baby James. <laughs> James Taylor. This classic Ford was introduced as a convertible in 1955. Thunderbird. That is right. You want millennials or Gen X? Let's get the baby questions. Yep, baby questions. There we go. All right, baby questions. What interactive arcade game 
has players match music and rhythm by stepping on arrow-shaped oh. sensor pads at the right time. Is that, uh, Mark, is that, uh, you got to help me with the dancing, Mark. Is that uh, Dance Dance uh, oh. going around uh, uh, Rev- Dance Dance Revolution? Yep. Wow, the boomers are on a tear! The boomers are on a tear! That, Paul, congratulations, you did it! Only to ruin your day. You did that too, Paul. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I can't. It, mathematically, it's impossible right now. We can do this. We can do this last one still, can't we? Yeah. All right. This is our last one. This is our last one. Uh, it is Gary. Morning, Gary. You are the last uh, contestant on season two of Generation Collaboration. Who are you playing with? Jack, I'm with you. I'm Gen X. All right, that's good. We can end uh, end this thing at eight and four, which is very admirable. Very good. All right, hit me up, Mark. Who plays the character Barf in the Mel Brooks uh, film Spaceballs? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Barf. Oh God, Rick Moranis was in it. He's like a was John. Can- it's probably John Candy, isn't it? Is that your answer? Uh, do you do you have any opinion, Gary? John- I- I don't, I don't remember that, Jack. I think it's John Candy. It's it a dog. Is. Yeah. 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 There was also Pizza the Hut who ate it, ate himself. Barf is short for Bartholomew. <laughs> I've said it to ludicrous speed. <laughs> <laughs> who sang the 1986 hit Greatest Love of All? Ah, Whitney Houston. Yep. Yeah. Here's one. This one might do it for you. Uh, in 1989, Ayatollah Khomeini, the Supreme Leader of Iran, called for the assassination of which British Indian author? Oh, it was, yes, uh, uh, Salman Rushdie, right? Uh, the the satanic verses, yeah. right? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, Salman Rushdie. The, number four, the craft, this crafty toy is made of thin plastic that shrinks down when heated. It's a toy? Crafty toy. Crafty toy that shrinks down uh, when heated? It sounds like a soldering cover for a wire. <laughs> sounds like heat shrink, but it's not. Heat shrink, yeah. yeah. No, this has got an actual name to it. I don't know what that is, Gary. Shrinks down when heated. It's a toy. I don't think I. I, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I don't know if I know this. Should we just give them this one, Caleb? <laughs> They're never going to get. Yeah, it. just get those. Yeah. Finish it. Shrinky dinks. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Give me the uh, and the last uh, one. We'll be- take the L. Beginning but- in 1981, this longtime broadcast follows a newscast format focused on coverage of the latest movies, music, and television. Probably entertainment tonight. Yes. Yep. All right, Gary, we got the L, but thanks for playing. Enjoy the baseball game, all right? There you go. So we finish. Gen X finishes at 7 and 5. Boomers finish at 4 and 7. And... Caleb, look at that grin on his face, Mark. His man bun grew even. Yeah. Three sizes that day. (laughs) (laughs) 725. You're like... Samson. <laughs> I'm gonna. Hey, watch out when you go to bed tonight. Oh come on! Uh, they call me Delilah for a reason. <laughs> Bible humor. Seven twenty-six. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Ryan. All right. Without any further ado, it's time to count them down. So let's get started today with five. Number five. Oh, that was weird. Members of the House Committee investigating the events of January 6th will hold their first primetime hearing tonight to share what they've uncovered about former President Trump's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. 
Now, those efforts culminated in the storming of the U.S. Capitol. Part of the mission has been to determine the former president's actions that day. And while much is already known about where Trump was, what he said, and how he reacted, there's a lot of gaps still remain. And we'll hear uh, from some, we'll have video of tape depositions from Ivanka and Don Jr. and all those others. Be interesting. Uh, 11 months into the inquiry. And uh, there'll be, uh, and you know, it's it, it, it's kind of a, there's tons of volume and complexity of information. So, I, you know, I wonder how they'll even, you know, they're even going to put it out there. Like how what it looks like format wise. That'll be uh, one thing I wonder. But they say they're going to present previously unseen material documenting January 6th. Receive witness testimony, preview additional hearings, and provide American people a summary of its findings uh, about what happened. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I mean, will it, I guess the question is the question is will they have evidence or something different than what people have heard to really move the needle of public opinion on this? And as is often the case with me on these issues, I'm doubtful. Oh, I'm, I'm doubtful at this point because yeah. it, it, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody is where they are on Trump for the most part. And they're, more than almost any other item, you, you kind of are where you are on Trump. And I don't know if it matters what is or isn't there that is going to change a whole lot of minds. But this is, you know, this is designed to do that, obviously, as we talked about earlier, they're putting it in prime time it's it is catered to a tv audience and it is catered to you know promoting it uh and and all of those sorts of things so there's no doubt that there's some truth to that you know i don't know if you call it accusation uh leveled there with that thing but i mean i think it's also relevant what evidence they have and what actually happened and i'm interested in it i i'm absolutely interested in the whole thing but like i said whether it changes hearts and minds uh and i don't know if that's it or if it gets the justice department's attention in some way maybe that's the bigger question in this entire thing with that much evidence we'll see it's going to be important to also at least acknowledge what is left out of the presentations you know this this is very very well choreographed chosen segments yeah it's a present it's kind of a presentation right highly edited and this is not a trial yes no and, and so that's, you, you that's have to keep in, in the back of your mind uh, what they choose to leave out might just as well be yeah. as important as what they So they've put in. interviewed more than a thousand witnesses, publicly subpoenaed about a hundred individuals, tens of thousand pages in documents uh, since the, this whole thing. And initially what, I mean, just a reminder how we got here, both parties' leaders wanted an independent commission to probe the everything that happened. The you had enough Republicans who didn't want to do that in the House and and voted didn't want to do that, um, so they ended up setting up the Select Committee instead. Right. And, and then there was controversy about how that was. And remember, this is not a bipartisan committee. A lot of people are calling it that because there are two Republicans on that. But every member of the committee was appointed by Nancy Pelosi. Well, but in name, it I mean, it is literally bipartisan. Not, there are Republicans and Democrats on it. Right. But in there's not Trump partisan. <laughs> I mean, well, when, it dep- if you def- that's the thing. Nobody ever even defines party now by Trump. Uh, but there are Republicans and Democrats on it. Now, yes, Pelosi picked them and, and Pelosi probably picked them because of how they feel about Trump. But that 
to me, that doesn't make you or doesn't make you a Republican. That's part of the problem right now, in my opinion. It is. It is. Um, it's no longer about policy. It's it's about, I mean, frankly, it's about Trump in a lot of cases with this whole thing. So we'll see. But I think it was a little microcosm of the fact that this is going to dig everybody deeper where they are. And I wish I had a uh, wish I had something more more positive to say about the the outcome of this whole thing. And and even if it does somehow elicit some kind of an actual action, whatever that comes out of this thing, it's going to, the whole thing is just going to dig everybody further into their, their trenches. Um, so anyway, happy day. Let's talk about gas prices. Number four. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I'll talk about gas prices. But... <laughs> well, I've got that coming up a little bit later. All right. But a small town police chief under fire for his use of some city funds. Uh, the report is from uh, 1011 and their news partner in Omaha, WOWT. They say, uh, reporting a state auditor says it appears thousands of dollars were used uh, for personal use by the chief of police. Uh, the city's mayor reserving judgment. Investigation actually started a year or so ago when thousands of dollars in gift cards were bought by the Oakland, Nebraska police chief. He said it was to buy ammunition. But state auditors say purchased all sorts of personal items, and so, none of it was ammunition. Basically, what he said is, well, we got these gifts, these thousands of gift certificates to Shields. Um, it's a different keys to the city comp, comp contest. And so that officers, if they were in Omaha, would be able to just use them there to buy ammunition. Well, they looked back, the auditor's office did, and found purchases of many non-ammunition items, including a wakeboard, nice glass basketball backboard for almost a thousand bucks, ice fishing shelter, uh, an auger for ice fishing, and all these sorts of things. Not a shanty. Calm down. Oh, We're not sorry. turning Oakland oh. into the red light district. Sorry, here. sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> um, so, so we'll see. But like you said, the mayor's the mayor's kind of hanging hanging on on this thing. But it is a little. I mean, it is a little. It's a little odd, right? I mean, it's, I don't it's, know. It's I don't know how the police department runs. Is I'm assuming in Lincoln they're not. Handing out gift cards to the officers to get there, yeah, but it's right. dead. It's different in every town, so I mean, I'm not judging. I, I don't understand gift cards in the public realm. Period. I mean, that's what scammers use. Go, yeah, exactly. Go go buy gift cards and give us the numbers, or go buy gift cards and use them for yourself. I mean, it's a good way to hide. I mean, at least it didn't show up on on uh, a, a city credit card as. That's true. Is that the th- maybe that's the the thinking behind this whole thing? You know, it it might be a, a real life application of a gift card. And scam, by the way, but if, I'm I'm just saying that's possible. And here's the other critique that I've got: if I've got a ten thousand dollars in gift cards and shields, the absolute first thing I'm buying, if I'm not uh, besides the ammunition, I'm supposed to buy all is, of the fudge. Is okay, two things: all of the fudge <laughs> and that dagger that they have with oh, the skull geez. on it. Absolutely. I check it out every time. Didn't you almost talk our boss, Amy, into I, buying that? I ask him to take it out for me so I can test it. Hey, where's your dagger with skull section at? I appear to be in the uh, running shoes department here right now. <laughs> oh, right over here. I mean, l- listen, that's that's definitely what I'm going for. So, you know, and you could probably have passed that off as sort of ammunition. That would be, be the same purpose. That might be a top five Tuesday. If you've got $10,000 in a gift card. 
What do you get? Shopping spree. Shopping the shopping spree, spree game. Yeah, that's kind I'm of fun. Fill up my tank with gas. <laughs> well, okay. What, what, what He's going to buy with the other quarter tank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to buy a basketball hoop, go sell it to some kid, and then go use the money to buy buy gas. Right? No, I'm, I'm I'm actually going to buy an ice uh, ice shanty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number three. New course at the Adventure Golf Center yes. unveiled yesterday. It's actually the third course, fifty uh, sixth and Old Cheney. Uh, they titled it the Backwoods at Adventure Golf. So we got a little preview of this about a year ago, didn't we, Caleb? Uh, maybe yes. even more than that. Yeah. yeah. Was. We heard that this was coming. We talked to the people at Adventure Golf. Uh, they're friends of the show. Um, just had the Holy Moly episode, by the way. Uh, we they, knew about that. Knew, knew about that. That was coming. We couldn't quite crack him to figure out exactly what happened in the whole thing. But now we know. Uh, but no, I. So they had to. Op- they were going to open it a little bit earlier. They had some rain, some water problems. So they had to push back the open date just a few days. So I went there the other day because I was going to play it and it wasn't quite ready. So I played the red course. If you're wondering, I didn't get on the leaderboard once again. All you got to do is shoot par to get on the the leaderboard there for the red course. Okay. That's all you got to do. But the one that'll kill you, and it does every time, because it always happens. I'm looking good through six, seven, eight, you know, hovering right around par, maybe even under by a stroke. But then there's the one with the big mound, right, where the hole is on top of the mound. Mm -hmm. And getting the speed right on that one from the place where you're teeing off is difficult. I was, I was, I would say two centimeters away from having just the right speed, but it was short, rolled right back down to me. Can we and that set off a chain of events? So how, how many how many holes are there? Are there's nine on each one, or is there no? They're eighteen. The, the eight, red and blue are eighteen. So I presume the backwoods is also eighteen. Okay, cool. Well, we can start a uh, we can start our own live. Uh, here, our, own, our own 54. <laughs> Not backed by the Saudi Arabian Not government either. Not backed by the Saudis, nope. I think you should take a gift card and get some ammunition so you can shoot par. <laughs> I actually would like, and maybe I'll bring, can you bring your own nice putter to that thing? That might be a good idea, although every time I'm shooting, I'm right up against that board. And I'll tell you what, it's just, it was, it was a frustrating day of the course. I'm excited to try this. I like mini golf. Uh, it's fun, and apparently they're they really pulled out all the stops for this course. But so. we need we need to go try that new course together. Yeah, absolutely. We want to get down there. I want to have a tournament. That'd be fun. A pro am. That'd be great. Just as long as I beat you, like in Boomers. everything, like this, generation. This, this is one sport where I feel pretty. I feel pretty okay. There are not many sports where you and I are competing right now at, at my age now, where I feel pretty good. But I could get you in this. Could you take I, Carol Frost in <laughs> mini golf? <laughs> yeah. Boomers, X's, and millennials. There we go. We could have millenarians. Yeah, I feel... Were you going to say millenaration? Here's the sports I think I can beat you in. Mini golf, ping pong. Um, Billiards? Mm, yeah, probably not. Pickleball? You Definitely uh, not. Maybe. No maybe, chance. Maybe. Uh, let's see if there are any others. Sir, I played I in think. a tournament one time Hold outside on. of Minneapolis. I think maybe actual golf. Well, I haven't golfed, so... Maybe actual golf. Maybe. Okay. Beanbag toss? Cornhole. Cornhole? Okay, I I was like, what are you talking about? Cornhole. Whatever. You know what I mean. Maybe beat you in that. There's probably a lot more. We might have the Olympics where I decide what all the sports are that I think I can beat you in. We don't need to do that to... uh... I I can beat you all in a... Motor coach obstacle course. Absolutely. <laughs> Got that. You, but that sounds fun. <laughs> I, I want to do that one still. I don't care if I'm going to lose. <laughs> Number two. 
European Parliament voted to ban gas-powered vehicles by 2035. They voted to mandate what? all new cars and vans be zero emissions. Effectively, bans combustion engine vehicles. Uh, actually, the move supported by major automakers, Ford, Volkswagen, Volvo, uh, part of a larger plan to cut CO2 emissions by 55% by 2030. Do you think this, sticks or, do you think nope. this actually happens? Nope. Why? There's no way. They don't have the infrastructure to support uh, uh, totally electric. So, vehicles. what do you need? More chargers? What is that? Uh, well, the, here's the thing: if if they actually design a zero emissions vehicle that isn't electric, like a hydrogen powered or something like that, then then it's possible. But you're going to have to have something that actually stores the fuel on board and not just store the end product, the electricity. Like I'm. I don't. Uh, I mean, some people like hear hear these alternative in- energy things, and they're just against it. They just don't like it because it's whatever. It's something political. I, what if it works? I'm great with it. I'm fine with it if if it actually works. But it's it's got to work. And I and I also think, by the way, on the other side of it, I also think you need to be doing a lot more current gas production right now and a whole lot of things. Let, let's do it all. Let's do it all. Let's find good alternatives. If something isn't working or is too expensive here at this point. With that said, if anybody would like to donate me that sweet Rivian electric hey, pickup, you got a picture with the, of one here in Lincoln. Somebody found one in a parking lot and that, sent a picture of it to it was me. Over to Meritas. No, I hear you ran right over. I there. should do what people are doing with houses these days in Lincoln and just calling people and cold calling and offering them. I should find all the Rivian owners and be like, eight hundred bucks, take it or leave it. We'll leave it. Final offer. Master negotiator. That's what they call me. All right. The art of the deal. (laughs) The art of the deal. 800. All right. 850 and I'm done. I I will hang up the phone right now. Number one. You ain't making it on Shark Tank. (laughs) Yeah, it's the inflation you're not supposed to see from toilet paper to yogurt to corn chips. Manufacturers quietly shrinking package sizes and not lowering prices. It's dubbed as shrinkflation. Accelerating worldwide in the U.S., a small box of Kleenex now has 60 tissues. A few months ago, it had 65. In the U.K., Nestle slimmed down coffee tins from 100 grams to 90 grams. Shrinkflation isn't new, but it proliferates in times of high inflation as companies grapple with rising costs for ingredients, packaging, labor, transportation, and social media. The worst offender of this is those medium-sized bags of chips. Not the fun size. And not necessarily the full size, but those medium ones that you buy at the gas station, usually. There are some of them where we're talking seven chips total <laughs> in the thing. Yeah, and a single serving is actually 12. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, That's the biggest offender. Shrinkflation. I thought there was a pill for that. <laughs> it's not hard to understand. It isn't? Tell us about it. Shrinkflation? Yeah. It's not hard to understand. This is a family show. 7.55. We're sorry. KLIN. When you're thinking hustle, you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. We are now less than 24 hours away from Request Line Friday. This week's theme is no theme. Once again, we're going general two weeks in a row because we got some themes ready for later in the summer. And so whatever you want, as long as it can be played on the radio, you can request a song now on the Rickstein Recognition text line. We're going to play it. We're going to give your name out on the air. We're going to sing and dance and have a good time. So make sure you get those requests in now because they build up quickly. It's 8 o'clock. KLIN Lincoln. From the Mayan. 
The Grow Lincoln team is where you go to when you want to know the behind-the-scenes info on those buildings, businesses, retail, restaurant, office space, whatever. It is moving, changing, closing here in the capital city. They've got their ear to the ground, and they are here Thursdays at 810, and then their show Saturdays at noon right here on KLI. And Robin Eshleman. Robin, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. And Dave Halbers. Dave, good Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. To talk to you. I was texting with these guys because I was out doing their work for this segment hey, this week. We you are, you we, were helpful. We practically got the week off. Thanks. Thanks to me finding helping. one new restaurant in <laughs> East Lincoln. But I did it. I did it. But uh, yeah, all, and, and all the feedback from everybody else really, really helps on this too and, and uh, gives us, give them an opportunity to dig into things and find out a little more. So let's jump into it, Robin. Let's start. We're talking in front of the city council, your old stomping grounds, uh, apparently. What was going on there? This applies to the north part of town. Well, North Lincoln might be getting a new roundabout. Yes! Uh, <laughs> they don't have enough up there. So before the city council this week <laughs> yeah get, that's a victory for the uh, city around yeah. about every time gonna, uh, yeah every time a roundabout is built an angel gets its wings i'm not sure what that is exactly. you know we could have a special sound effect for roundabouts you know like, <laughs> You know that was every time we t- we well, see the crashes on roundabouts don't about, even make that much noise uh, yeah, if they happen. Very how about just how about just the sound of pouring concrete? Because <laughs> oh, there's oh. a lot of it there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. oh. Anyway, what's so a new roundabout North Lincoln? Possibly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The city is obtaining some federal funds, and so they had I don't know. It's probably fifty or a hundred pages of contracts. I had to like skim through to try to find something, but this would be up. Potentially near Cotner Boulevard and Star Street. Now that's where the old four-star drug right. used used to be. Um, and so what what this contract is is money for like community meetings to interview the businesses in the area and see what sort of improvements need to occur on Cotner Boulevard. They want to do some work between O Street and Star Street. Okay. Well, I mean, and that's kind of a I'm going to use the word wonky intersection. It right is. There. Yeah, because it's one of those diagonal, you know, yeah. Cotner's one of it's those diagonal. where the old trolley line crisscrossed with, uh, you know, horse trails. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, is that true? <laughs> well, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> It might be like ten percent true. Maybe we should bring back the trolley. <laughs> be good. How about the horse trail? Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, somebody called in on Monday when we were asking things Lincoln still needs. Somebody called in or texted in and said they wanted more horse riding opportunities. Yeah. Right around town, it used to be you would go to Holmes Lake and you'd see people riding horses out there back in the day. You yeah. remember that, don't you? Yeah. Come on, Robin. You were here. Well, yeah, across the dam. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So why don't they do that? Well, Is it illegal? Like I don't know. Maybe we've uh, like when they passed the leisure, the pickup after your dog law that sort of put an end to the horses. I'm not sure. Maybe they're just the supply. Of ho- I mean, there's also a big pasture at 70th and Pioneers. There were horses running around in right now, and it's a culvers now. So you know, things change. <laughs> well, that one I can understand. <laughs> I mean, so there might be more about the supply, but nonetheless. Anyway, uh, back to this. So uh, p- uh, potentially improvements there on on. Co- okay, I'm trying to imagine. 
where I'm driving down Cotner because I used to live. Cotner, you know, goes driving, at an hold angle. On, I got to drive. Eh, okay, hey But it there. sort of intersects with 66th Street, and then right. you also have Holdridge there. So not too far from there. Okay, yeah. Because I used to live on 66th and Vine, mm-hmm. and we would, you know, that Cotner intersection. You, first of all, it was one of the slow. You had to, you had to wait for the Green Arrow, and you could miss it if you weren't paying close attention, and and that was a whole deal there. There but. has been a carpet and flooring store there okay. most recently the just um, and there's that park on 66th yeah uh, it's, this is on, north on, okay, this so is further, north further of that north remember north. where greg's four, driving four star drug north, yeah yeah north, keep going okay keep going. there's a karate place the topper popper thing yeah. right around that area it's a record store right around right gotcha. around the yep. topper popper okay I, it was like a triangle there gotcha yep that's why i was talking hey, about the listen, i just moved here i don't know the place very well okay <laughs> uh let's keep going uh dave uh north 48th street what do we yeah. have well, some people may remember the former uh, Williams Garden Center on North 48th Street. Okay, is that by Holdridge? Yes. Yeah. East you, Cam- correct. Yeah, yep. east Right east across. Campus. Just just north of the existing uh, apartment buildings where <sighs> HF, HF Crave is. Mo- yeah, that, those, uh, I remember, drove past that place a million times when I was in law school. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, at that time, there was... Uh, there was probably the little car wash on the corner. Yeah, that, yep, that was still there then, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, uh, at this location, 117 new apartments uh, going up there. Dang. Kind of. So more apartments in, in that area. And, and bear in mind, we talked about, and it's not very far from there, uh, the apartment complex where they had the, uh, on the first floor, they have the three different restaurants. Yeah. I've been there now. Yeah. I've been. I had a chance well, to go. Your thoughts? You got well. Number one, still angry that you guys went, and when I was on vacation, that well, was not a classy move. Okay, um, and we it, blew it. It was planned. But yeah, so Robin I went, said that. She goes, make sure not. I'm to. sure she did. That sounds like Robin. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. But I uh, uh, no, I went. I went. Brought my kids there because I was really curious about it. It was cool. It was a really cool deal. So it's Lincoln's Pub. But I didn't realize all the Which restaurants were together. Which one did you together. go? Did you go to so Lincoln's Pub? So we sat Pub? in the in the um, uh, Jack Shack one or Dak Shack, I should say Dak okay. Shack one, which was cool. It's kind of a beach feel, and that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, to your point though. Boy, apartment, the apartment supply. As someone who looked for an apartment in that area of town back in the day, it's a different world now Yeah, when it comes to the availability and the quality of the apartments. Yeah, and the price. Probably, yeah. You know, you got to get so much more to... Yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't breaking the bank with that old building I lived on at 33rd and Holdridge next to the original Vals. Yeah. And we were tabulating um at our company the number of restaurants that had opened the first half of this year and noticed on our list that you had those 3 and then there was a Mexican restaurant that opened um this year just a few blocks north of that up in University Place and and so there's like four new restaurants yep. in the University Place district, and that was the biggest concentration of new within restaurants a, within, within a few blocks of anywhere in the city. Right. You know, we used to see things like that downtown, sure. and now we're seeing place, it at United Place. It's booming, and, and, and it's kind of you know because Tasty Inn left, and Sam's left, and yeah. a whole lot of those places we lost left. A lot. But there, so there's kind of a, but that was you know ten twenty years ago uh, that those things happened. So anyway, we got to keep moving on. Uh, closing here, I think Dave, you've got uh, you got this one too here on uh, North North Lincoln. Yeah, this is at thirty uh, second and Cornhusker. It, there was a Little King's closed there, unfortunately. 
I believe I also saw that uh, that it was we saw it available on our uh, commercial um, information exchange. Okay. And uh, the Little King on Tenth and South Street is also really? closed. So. No little There's kings in no Lincoln anymore. Little kings anymore. Neither one no. answering the phone. The website had removed Lincoln and only had Omaha stores listed yeah. in Nebraska. Can I say something? I don't believe I've ever been to a Little Kings. Oh boy, I don't believe I I've them. ever you been to one. I are part them. of the problem. Maybe. Well, I listen. I uh, that one. There used to be one on Forty Eighth and Normal. Uh, yes, right there where the the oil change place is right yes. now. And but there were a lot of places I went around there, but didn't. Didn't ever hit that one. I went the one on Tenth and South Street whenever I was coming from downtown. Mm-hmm. That was convenient. If you mm-hmm. like, if you gave up on downtown and couldn't find a place to park, well, you went to South Street. It's sort of interesting because they yeah. were in on like the sandwich boom before the sandwich boom happened in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, remember a couple weeks ago, we d- we shared some national statistics, and one of the things they said was sandwiches, it was kind of funny how they worded it, sandwiches and burgers are maturing, mm. which means they've sort of peaked and are dropping in a little bit. Well, it all, you know, Subway started, yeah, the sub, when Subway got started, that really, really kicked it off on a large scale. Remember, Blimpy came remember Quiznos. Quiznos. Quiznos, yep, Quiznos. Uh, and then you got the next gen, and now you got Schlotzkis. Uh, and I miss those. Jimmy I Jones, like, I like Schlotzkis too. I miss Quiznos I and Schlotzkis. So do I. Schlotzkis, they, I liked Schlotzkis. I liked their bread, but they all put olives all over their sandwiches, and I just had a problem, <laughs> problem with that. I don't need. I simply them. ordered them without. Those. I know. You I should sh- have I said something. It seemed like they like it was part of the spread they put on them or something. Anyway, uh, okay. So do Little Kings closing? Maybe, maybe no more in Lincoln. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey. To make it even worse, for that little center on 10th and South Street, uh, Metro PC also closed its doors. Okay. Uh, That's a the, cell phone it's store. It's a cell phone store. Is that the same building? There's still, is there a liquor store in there? Yes. Is that yes. the same building? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I used to be my route to work when I worked downtown, and I drove by that. All right. Well, how about some openings? How about some good news? Southeast Lincoln, talking 84th and Van Dorn. What do we have happening here? Well, a very sly member of LNK Today was out with a camera (laughs) and sent us a picture. Translation, (laughs) I was going to Scooters to get some coffee with my family and I had my phone with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Pho and Grill Vietnamese restaurant is coming or maybe even open by now. Yeah, I think I saw one review. Um, They have hot clay pot rice and the price on that $13.95 to $15.95 fresh salads Vietnamese iced coffee with condensed milk okay boy that sounds like a, a combination of caffeine and sugar <laughs> right yeah and one swallow there hey as long as they've got that coffee that you drink through a big straw or that tea you drink through a big straw that has little clumps of rice in it or whatever that <laughs> is man there's rice. i love boy if there's one thing i could use to add to this tea it's a gooey piece of gunk at the bottom of it that i could suck up through a straw i think it's fun. sorry i think it's fun. my daughter loves them i love them i think it's, it's fun just, to try it's just a it's not something i ever knew i needed Get a in sugar high but you know but the food sounds good I'm I'm interested in that. And then I didn't see this one somehow. This, I'm gonna let Robin talk about this, this one other too. one of that same shopping center, which they've had openings for a while there. Yeah. In a couple of these places, Dino's closed down, and it looks like we got something going in, in Dino's that is totally different. 
Yes, it is. Uh, um, Alert fan Alan Forkner messaged us and said, what is mini bowl? Mini bowl. Right. M-I-N-I-B-O-W-L. M-I-N-I-B-O-W-L. That's... I thought it was little bowls of food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I put this on Facebook and people said, right. what is it? Like one of those pho places? Right, no, there's, right. Uh, there's you a know. pho place over there. They have right. small bowls. Um, it's going into the old Dino space. And he wanted to know if that was food or duck pin bowling. This, uh, What's going in there is Bob and Willie's Wonder Bowl. It is based out of Omaha. Nice. And the way they describe their operation is the rules of mini bowling are the same as traditional bowling, but everything is scaled down. The bowling balls are smaller and without holes, lanes are about half the distance. They will have links. Um, they will have food. I looked at the menu and it's it's bar food, but instead of burgers, they're doing cheesesteak. Okay. Well, not, well, not. I like cheesesteak. Uh, so, so far, I'm interested in everything you've said and walkable from my house. Yes. So. yes. And you don't have to clean out the little holes inside the that's bowling That's true. Balls. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So is it, I guess, the only thing I can think of, I've never been to a mini bowling lane. I do think the thing they have at Shields, right? They have that little bowling thing at Shields. I, I wonder if it's like that. Oh, it's that could that be. Size. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, in the pictures, I did see alcohol, and they did say on the website, ages 21 and over. So oh. I, this is not so, a. Apparently, family. not having your kids' birthday party there. No, maybe not. Apparently right. well, not. I'll check it out. I will. Uh, I'll check this out. Do we know are they open yet? Or is that uh, I don't think so. Okay. No. All right. Maybe I'll join I'd, the league. I'm just a little nervous about smaller bowling balls with a bunch of drunk guys. <laughs> that sounds like an accident waiting to happen. Want to bet I can shot put this? That's exactly what uh, I could. That's yep. that's what. That's exactly what yeah, I'm worried about. You know what? I'm going to keep it safe tonight. I'm just going to do the axe throwing, and that's it. <laughs> Forget the mini bowling. That's a different level. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see the shot put uh, thing going right down the lane. <laughs> Caleb the and day. I have to have it. Caleb, pretend it's the 2008 state championships. Let's do it. I'm going to shot put this down the lane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my concern. All right, what do we have coming up on Girl Lickin' this week, Robin? <laughs> this Saturday noon, everybody, of course, wonders about interest rates. We're going to have Kirby Reardon from Westgate Bank. Dr. Paul Illick, who is president of Southeast Community College, is going to talk about their building expansions. Ooh, Rachel Barth from Lincoln Airport. The Goonies movie is coming to the airport. Plus, we want to hit her up for that trip to the Galveston. Pitch, did you pitch the Galveston? Yes, I, I, I saw did. you did on Twitter, and you I, got no response. So. Well, yeah, she put a little... A little red heart. Okay. So we're going to ask her. Now you got her in person. About the little red heart. Yes. We're planning our. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get the promotion going. Let's keep that flight. Everybody wins, and yes. we all end up on yes. a beach. Instead of a cruise, we all let's do, do a gallivant to Galveston. All right, Robin, Dave, we'll be listening Saturday at noon. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Yeah. Have Thank a good you. Week. It's eight twenty-five. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top. News and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. 
You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIS. All right, 839, it's time to talk to the voice of the Big Red, Greg Sharp. And, and uh, I was kind of thinking about uh, about this conversation yesterday. I was like, how's it in plays? There's not much going on in sports. But now that we're here at the segment, i got like 15 different things I, I want to bring up and talk to him about. So so plenty to get into. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Jack, I'm great. I've already been out, done a little yard work this morning. Jeez, so yeah, it's a good day. Look at you, overachiever! My goodness, <laughs> I had to spread a little fertilizer, you know, a little weed and yep, feed that yep. kind of stuff. Got to so. get that uh, that lawn looking good. Hey, I was I was just talking to you about this off the air. I know, and you had told me you had had um, um, Matt Schick on your show from ESPN. Uh, formerly here in the media market here. Um, but, you know, as somebody, obviously, you who covers college baseball, covers Nebraska baseball, I, I wondered if you had the, the kind of the same experience with, that I did. I had no dog in the hunt now. I'm really disappointed about that. I really, for the most part, don't have a huge cheering interest, although with game to game, you kind of find teams that you, you like. But I think the ESPN squeeze play format where they bounced around between regional college baseball games, especially when a bunch of them were going on at once and they were kind of the underdogs were still in it. It was some of my favorite sports TV that I've ever watched. And I'm curious to somebody who covered the game, what your thoughts on it were and, and how maybe this could, could turn out to be a bigger thing. You know, it's Jack, I was thinking about this, but it's kind of a throwback to our youth. Remember, and I'm old enough to remember when the NCAA basketball tournament would start and not every game yeah. was on. And so yep. they would flip around and jump around. But oh, we got a good finish here. And on ESPN. Yeah. Yes, it was so thrilling to do that. This is kind of that in a lot of ways. It's also like the red zone for the NFL, where if you just want to see what some exciting plays and exciting finishes to drive, that's where you want to go. Matt last night on Sports Nightly said, he goes, Greg, he goes, I do an awful lot of stuff throughout the year. He goes, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He says, those four days might be my funnest four days of the year. He goes, because you're bouncing around. You know you've got a, the whole country, at, at whoever follows college baseball is probably popping in and watching some of that. And he goes, we have so much fun on the set popping in and out of these games and, mm-hmm. and filling time. And so he found it very rewarding as well. And I, I think it was great for the sport. The sport is continuing to grow. And even Matt said, he goes, you know, we just got to find a way to get more games. He goes, I know in the Big Ten, it's really hard to get many games on at all. Mm-hmm. He goes, we just need to find a way to get more access for people to watch college baseball throughout the year. And, yeah, I I, I think this could be the, the ticket to it by, by expanding this because I think it's the combination of, I think baseball lends itself to this kind of, uh, you know, everybody thinks of the NFL red zone, but I think most of us don't have much of a problem sitting down and watching a whole football game. But if you've got a game between, you know, whatever, um, Georgia Tech and and Miami or something, and or that's not a good pick, but a game, I'm, I'm not going to sit down and watch nine innings of that game. But if no. you tell me it's the eighth inning and it's 11 to nine, I probably will. Right. Yeah. And and to find that for baseball, that's how it's different. So I just I don't know. I think it's a particularly good format for baseball. And I wonder if you can expound it a little bit, expand on that in terms of sort of widening a sport that I feel like should have some more popularity because the game is popular. You've got teams from all over the country. Now, the north needs to have more. But you're popping into places in the south and the west and all over the place. Uh, I, I, I hope this might be something that that kind of bumps up. Shoot. I mean, put a Big Ten one like this on on, a, on Friday nights. Right. The Big Ten did do, in the final weekend of the regular season, they did do kind of a squeeze box where they put two or three games up when there was a race for the title between Maryland and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And I commend them for taking that next step, and hopefully they continue to do that. And speaking of the Big Ten, I think after watching last weekend, uh, I feel even stronger about my thoughts that Rutgers should have been in the field. They, they were an NCAA-quality team. The league yeah. should have had a third bid in the league. But, you know, I, 
the sports the sports fun and here's just another plug if, if you're if you're kind of a baseball fan but like you know you don't want to sit back and watch two two and a half hours of the game I get that FS1 at night um, it's usually around nine thirty or ten o'clock at night they go and they bounce around the, the games that are finishing at that time and a lot of games East Coast Central Time Zone are finishing mm-hmm. it's only on for an hour mm-hmm. and they pop you in and out and you get the big stories of the day so if you're like yeah, yeah. I don't really want to spend most of my night doing something it's I'm promoing FS1 here but it's really <laughs> they they do a really good job of just kind of giving you what happened that whole day in Major League Baseball in a nice one hour package yeah and uh, MLB TV I have that and they have something like that too yeah, and they do same it's thing. the best way to I mean it's the best way to watch for a baseball fan who doesn't have a, a team, a team, or a team they care to watch. In my case, um, yeah, it's it's a great way to watch the sports. I don't know if it would work as good in other. Like, what do you think if they did something like that for the NCAA volleyball tournament? You, you, it would be great, wouldn't it? You think you think that might? I don't know if it would work as well or not. Maybe it would. Why not? Go, yeah, we'll pick up the end of all the sets. You got a good yeah. set going. It's, you know, twenty three nineteen. Somebody about ready to lose a set. Go. That's a great thought, and you know the NCAA volleyball tournament. There's very little coverage of the first weekend. It's it's very skinny. In fact, some volleyball coaches, including Kelly Sheffield, the head coach at Wisconsin, has really made a big stink about this, saying, "Yeah, wait a minute. Why does our sport not really get picked up until we get to the the second second weekend of the tournament?" He's absolutely right. I, I think volleyball is a sport that's just starting to explode across the country. Yeah, and that. Mo- and, hey, go ahead. Little teaser. Yeah, I like to give your show a little teaser. I, I appreciate that, Greg. What do we got? A little, a little birdie is telling me that either today or tomorrow the volleyball schedule is going to drop, and a lot of people have been waiting for that thing to come out. Yeah, we had uh, Baylor. The in internal is going to be external. On Tuesday, Baylor said he'd seen it. And he leaked a little bit of it on. The, he told me Stanford's on it, uh, but he said no Big Ten. They were waiting for I think for the Big Ten schedule, so that's probably what this is. But good, all right. See, I love it, Greg. Breaking news all the time, right here on this show. But I, I, I man, I, I, I hate to belabor the point, but I'm just so fascinated with this because I think the Manning cast brought something new to the NFL. Um, yep. when, when you watch that, and if you insert that, which those guys at ESPN kind of did. They were they were baseball guys, but there was a lot of humor throughout the entire thing, and it was just a, a different way to watch that. Um, and I know what didn't didn't they do that for the women's basketball tournament championship too? I believe with Diana Taurasi, mm-hmm. and that got really yeah. good reviews. Yeah, they did. So if you can combine those two things, I know maybe it's we're in a life of a, uh, having a short attention span now, but I'll tell you what: I, when you're looking for ways to popularize sports that may not be as good as they should should be, when we appreciate them, college baseball, volleyball. No reason not to not to go down that you road. You get Karch Karai with a couple of yeah, uh, players. Yeah, get Karch and some. Yeah, somebody somebody fun and funny. It'd be great. So yeah. again, to date myself, it's like bringing Shears to television. It's like bringing Norm and Cliff Clavin because that's <laughs> yes. what we do. We yes. sit around at a bar and we yeah. sit there and we talk about games. Yes. Well, that's what ESPN's kind of figured that out. It's like, well, this is pretty good. Just have a conversation going on while the game's going on, right. and then you react to what you see. TV's picked up on that, and they've struck gold with that. Honestly, with the Manning cast, though, I would do. I would have fewer interviews because the most entertaining part is watching those two talk <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and interact. I would cut the the guests in half. But anyway, it's fascinating. Hey, you guys had a uh, Fred Hoiberg on. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of curious yeah. about. Uh, we just hadn't heard anything for so long. Uh, yeah. The basketball and the rosters changed, and we finally know what it looks like. And I know on your show it made some news. You know, it kind of talked about revamping the way that they do offensive rebounds and those things. Uh, for those who didn't hear it or, or who j- just kind of want to hear your impressions of the conversation, tell us what you thought after talking to him. It had been three months, Jack, since we'd had him on the show because you know they wrapped up the second week of March, and here we are 
you know, we're past the first week of June. So it had been a long time. But as he said, there's so much shuffling that goes on with the rosters. One, you got to figure out who's going to jump on the portal on your team because he said that's just the, the way it is. Everybody's going to lose guys in the portal. And then you got to go examine what's out there and who makes sense for your roster. And then they're still shuffling their way through these COVID years for guys. Are they going to come back or not? I think last year they were a little bit surprised that Kobe Webster wanted to come back, but they were glad he did. So he said it just took a while to kind of go through that, and he had to make a staff change, and, and I think he's pleased with that. But I think this team may, may play differently, Jack, than they have in the past. I think they're going to rely a little bit more on defense. I think some of these guys, Juwan Gary comes to mind, who's just a long, good athletic defender. Sam Griesel from, from your alma mater mm-hmm. is a six six point guard. So they're going to be, I think, longer. I don't know if they'll shoot the ball as well. I mean, the potential to shoot it as well, but I think they're going to be able to play better defense and rebound better, which those are two things that have been glaring weaknesses for them in the Big Ten Conference. So I think he's going to try to a little bit different style, which I think he has to. It has What he's kind of wanted to do hasn't worked very mm-hmm. well the first three years. So I think they're going to tweak it. I think there'll be a little bit different look to Oscar basketball when we tip it off in November. Yeah, is it almost, do you think of it as kind of like Big Tenifying the style a little, little bit. bit more? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to do it. And you know, I don't. This team won't be maybe as talented as last year because Bryce, you're not getting a five star under Bryce McGowan's on this roster. But I think the potential is for this group to maybe play better together, which that team last year had a hard time kind of figuring that out until the very end when they did kind of collect the last two weeks of the season. But I think this group might be more cohesive. I think that's what they think right now as they start to get into these workouts with them here in the summer. Well, I mean, I mean, you you kind of got to change something, right? It's yep. it's not yep. working. It, it's very much not working. And you know, Fred's Fred's staying around, but he almost he almost has to do that. You got to look another direction at this point. And and part of the problem is, Greg, and you know, you're saying you may not uh, be be hitting as many threes. The the truth of it is, they weren't hitting that many threes. Correct. To begin, and the offense that kind of revolved around it. So I'm well, glad they, to hear this. They changed the offense, really. They made it run through Derek Walker more at the right. halfway point of the season. Yes. And I think now with him back, and he did say that the biggest news of our offseason was Derek Walker coming back. He said that's the biggest thing we've got. Yes. And so he looked good at the end of the year. Man, he looked he good. He sure did. He yeah. shot like 63% from the field for the year. So, and then you add in. Blaze Keita, the junior college player of the year, he's a big 6'11 center. They're just going to be a longer, taller, I think better defensively team than they've been. He also kind of, I asked him about the non-conference schedule. He goes, well, it's pretty well done. He says, they're playing in a tournament Thanksgiving week in Orlando. It's a pretty good field. It's an eight-team tournament, so those will be three of their games. They get a home ACC game in the challenge. They don't know who it is yet. Duke, we'll be on the- bring Duke in. <laughs> um, Greg, make it happen. Duke. <laughs> you get them when they're down. Coach K is gone. You get them while they're down. Signature win at PBA over Duke. And all those all those Lincoln Duke fans can eat it. All right, sorry. I'll pass that on sorry. to Coach Hoiberg. Thank you. I appreciate that. Request. I had a rant. Well, that's interesting. And what else? Yeah. They're in the Gavit games, which is the Big East Big Ten Challenge. That'll be a road game. And again, they don't they haven't been assigned their opponent yet there. Wow. And they play K State the second game of a three game series. This will be in Kansas City. So if people want kind of a weekend getaway to Kansas City, they'll be headed down there in December. I went to uh I went to Kansas City when they played uh what was it, Texas Tech and USC was in that thing yep. a couple of years ago. 
That was fun. That was a good. That was a nice, nice way to get down to a game. Go to the Sprink Center and the little Hall of Fame thing that they've got there. So a good trip if if people want to go on that. Hey, uh, getting back to to baseball real quick. Um, so Cody Frank makes his announcement now that he is going to be leaving the program. I don't know what. I know this is the norm right now for for college sports right now. People moving. It wasn't you know a year that people wanted. What? How are we feeling now with the way this roster has has taken some losses, some faces that were integral last year uh, won't be there, and you got a lot of new new faces coming. I'm just kind of curious of what you think this roster looks like now that we're seeing some of this. You're gonna need a program because there's gonna be an awful lot of new faces. It's gonna be almost a fifty fifty split with rosters. So the rosters, and I think I've mentioned this in the past, expands from thirty five to forty. About twenty of those will be guys you have been on the team this year. And there'll be 20 new faces on this baseball team. And it's going to be interesting in the fall as guys jockey for position for playing time, how they do this thing. Cam Chick surprised him, too, because Cam Chick had told them all throughout May that he was done with baseball. That he graduated, he was done. Yeah. And then he comes out and he puts his name in the portal. So, I, you know, and they'd already kind of moved on and, and filled his roster spot. So they really went, I think Cam kind of decided and maybe got second, maybe kind of Tom brady this thing after yeah. it was over and goes, maybe I want to do play hey. some more. Yeah. They're like, well, we're, we're kind of full now. So it is going to be different. Um, I, you know, I think you can sit there and go, well, we're losing some good players. Well, that, 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 those good players went 23 and 30 this year. So yeah. maybe, maybe you, and I think they feel like they found some guys who can really upgrade their talent level. And so it'll be fun as they get uh, into fall ball to try to see what, what it may look like next spring. Yeah. But it's like every sport now. I mean, <laughs> and again, sign of the times, I guess, but we've said the same thing about football. You just said the same thing about basketball. And now you're saying it about baseball. It is like, man, learning so many new names at the beginning of every season right now. So it's a lot of extra work for you, Greg. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about you. Yeah, there he is. And, you know, tracking <laughs> some of these guys playing summer ball now. A lot yeah. of these guys are already up for their summer team and playing. I know Josh Karen's gotten three home runs in his first week. Nice. Summer league team up in, in, they call it the Northwoods. It's up in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota. So he's gotten off to a good start. And I think he's got a bright future. So th- there's going to be certainly some parts of that team that everybody remembers coming back. Emmett Olson, Jackson Brockett, those guys are all yeah. that Max Anderson. So there's going to be enough of, of familiar names for people to latch on to. All right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully makes a difference because man, I will tell you what the baseball postseason is fun when you're, you don't have a team in it as we were just talking about at the beginning of this, but man, having a team in it is, uh, boy, it, it, I, Caleb and I were just talking out there cause we were talking about how Shane Komene got inducted into the, the hall of fame. And I was going back and talking about those regionals and super regionals when Shane Komene was there and the, there was the super regional against Richmond. And, and I told Caleb and Bishop this a, a couple of days ago. I said, I think that might be one of my top five ever in-person sports event at Nebraska at any sport. It was it was that fun, and it's just a weekend-long party, and I just want to be part of it again so bad, Greg. It's just so dang fun. I hope they can get there. Jack, we had Shane on last night, and oh, it was yeah. so much fun reminiscing with Shane. And, and I said, Shane, literally, and I'm not trying to say this because you're on the air with me, but I go, people point to you as the key player that flipped the switch with this program yeah. because you were such a dominant pitcher. And I had a guy from Omaha text in and said, it was one of my greatest sports memory was was sitting at Buck Belter Field behind home plate watching Shane Komen pitch. He goes, I can see it in my eyes today. Yeah. And Shane talked about the bus ride from Lincoln to Omaha for their first CWS. And he oh. said people were hanging over the bridges of I-80 <laughs> yes, at every, every intersection with it their was... Husker flags. It was so crazy. It was so dang fun. That's right. And, and uh, to echo what the caller said, you know, 
I'm the biggest Alex Gordon fan there is. Absolutely. Probably my, my favorite uh-huh. MLB player of all time. Erstad, you can count on. But for some reason, even the guys who had MLB success, when I think of this program, Shane Comine is the first guy I still think of with the program. I, I don't I, you know, I don't even have an explanation for it, but it sounds like I'm not the only one who thinks that. So, so the, cool. the reaction we got to the interview was huge. And, yeah, he's still one of the most popular Huskers in any sport, really, yeah. as, as much of an impact he had. Well, uh, I want to. One of these weeks, we'll see. If we keep having news, that's great. We'll get into it. One of these weeks, I kind of want to go through the schedule team by team and do a little bit of a breakdown since we're in preseason yeah. magazine season. So we'll put that on the shelf in, until we have time. Uh, what do we have coming up on Sports Nightly tonight, Greg? We are going to hear from Gabe Irvin. Remember Gabe? He got hurt last year. That's the right, Oklahoma the Oklahoma game. game. He was looking good. He was a starter. Yeah, he was the starter. He's recovered. He looks good. We're going to hear how his recovery process has been going. This has been a busy week on campus because all the new student athletes have arrived. So I bumped into three or four of the new basketball players yesterday. They were lost. They couldn't get into a certain door they were trying to get into, and I told them they needed a little red card swipe. So that was fun to talk to them. All the incoming freshman football players are here, so it's it's really kind of a bustling time again on campus. It's fun because a lot of these guys just don't know where they are right now. So, uh, But Gabe Irvin tonight, looking forward to hearing how his recovery is going. Cool. Very good. Hey, thanks, Greg. Appreciate your time, and we look forward to listening to you this week. All right? Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red, Sports Nightly host right here on KLIN. If I wrap up the show after this on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. If you haven't heard it yet, I'll give you your keyword one last time in the morning show for Keys to the City. Keyword is Edgewood, E-D-G-E-W-O-O-D, the business we're doing today. Arnie's Pet Food Store. They're at 56th and Highway 2. Listen, they got a whole lot. They're more than a pet food store. Great selection of natural pesticide, flea-free, tick control products, pet dental items. They've got your one-stop shop there. So, uh, again, kline.com. Type in Edgewood. And you'll be registered for their gift certificate and the grand prize. Or you can go in person and get yourself an extra in-person entry. And tomorrow, request line Friday, whatever you want. General, no topic. As long as we can play it on the radio, we'll have some fun tomorrow. See you then. 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.